There were two lofty ships, so we're sailing on the sea. So high, so low, and so we sailed we. One the Prince of Luther and the other Prince of Wales. Sailing down along the coast of High Barbary. Look ahead, look astern, look at weather and the lee. Blow high, blow low, and so we sailed we. I see a wreck to windward and a ship upon the sea. Sailing down along the coast of High Barbary. Hi, Dean here. Before we hit you with that final episode, I just wanted to give a big thank you to everyone who's given us ratings and reviews this season, especially Doug, Zechariah, Sean, and Brenna Catherine. If you've gotten this far, we'd really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes, as well as wherever you're listening to now. It really is the best way for people to discover the show. We'll be taking next week off, but if you're hungry for more content, check out our Patreon, where we've just dropped three retrospective episodes featuring the cast of Seventh Sea, where we dish the tea on the recording process, each other, and generally reflect on how the season went. You can find that at patreon.com slash bitsbeforecrits. After next week, we'll be back with an all-new season, a hack of Call of Cthulhu, featuring Tyler, Nick, myself, and Steph. Hope to see you there as well. Thanks for coming along the journey with us, and without further ado, the final episode of Seventh Sea. Captain Reese laughs. You idiots. I'm going to kill each and every one of you. And when that creature's finished destroying the lives of thousands of stupid sailors, I will become a god. And I will ring this bell all across of Thea and awaken any creature I desire for wanton rage and destruction unless everyone kneels to Captain Reese. There is power in us yet. Our race is not yet run. That's going to give everyone a bonus. Ah, what are you oh. triggering, Dean? I'm triggering joie de vivre, a pithy comment when confronting a villain. This means that for this next roll, all dice under your skill number turn into tens. Under your skill number? Everyone who hears my voice. Which is all of you. And those tens do explode if your tens explode. And what does the blessing that Luca gave me do? She took two lashes to give you two bonus dice for every roll you have for this scene. <laughs> so, the obvious goal in this scene is that Captain Reese is looking to kill Voldus and all of you. There are eight minions that are undead. So, just so you know, as undead minions, you will have to do... Each one of them can take two wounds before they are destroyed. And if you do not destroy them within the end of a round, they will regenerate a bit back. Do they have any sort of higher thought function in which they could be swayed in any way? Do not no. seduce the corpse. <laughs> no, but they're pretty stupid. There's also... Hey, could they be squashed by a chonk? Oh, yes. Ooh. And there is a difficulty of seven raises to try to either shatter the bell beneath the water or to steal it. Because she did just proclaim that that bell could be used for... Awakening more creatures at her will. Heroes, what are your approaches? Well, I'm going to take my ass <laughs> round the old... <laughs> round the old cove road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. This is a ride resolve. I'm going to leap atop Chonky and run down as many of these undead freaks as I can. That sounds beautiful. And give yourself a bonus die for that new approach. I have three danger points for Captain Reese and her creatures, and she's rolling 20 dice. Oh my god. Lady Ma would like to... This is what she came here to do, was to steal this bell. This is one of the most important things. So she is indeed going to attempt to steal the bell, with some fancy moves to uh, maybe rig the rope back up to it or maybe connect it to something else. All right. This sounds like wits and theft. Uh, what about finesse and theft? If she's like swinging from ropes and... I will say, because you're trying to act quickly amidst this chaos, I will allow the finesse and theft. Yay. Pasha, 
I'm Captain gonna... Reese has drawn her sword and is coming towards Voldus. Yeah. Who's taking a moment to try to crawl towards her sword. I know. It's my time. It's my time to shine. I'm going to fuck this bitch up. Yes. I'm going brawn and weaponry. Amazing. And did we say we get any bonuses just generally? You each... So, Dean, do you want to explain to your two allies what happens if they roll dice but with the joy de V so they can understand how it works? So, once you roll... Every die that is under the skill number you have. Oh, for whichever skill we're running? Whichever skill you're running. Wow. That becomes a 10 automatically. So it's below, not that number or below? It's a great question. Why don't we consult the book? Because at or below would be great. Equal to or under. All right. All right. And they also explode? Well, uh, they explode. I, I have a rank five skill I'm using. So. Yep. Yeah. Then same. they do explode. Wow. All right. All right. Let's do it. I was just so inspired. My race is not yet run. All right. So that's a lot of zeros. So again, the difficulty to destroy the bell is an opportunity is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dice or raises. There are eight undead minions and a very. Hold on, dude. There's so much math happening. It's just, you're having a very powerful first turn. Use it wisely. Damn, yo. You're the crack of a whip. As Captain Voldus has drawn a whip in her offhand with thorns on it. She draws this sickly looking scimitar on the other side. I have four and no extra dice. All right. Four? Just four raises. His ability benefits you guys, not so much himself. I have 14 raises. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I also I have fifteen I have fifteen raises so I have That's, one die left over and I will sell it to you because I don't have any hero points. All right, go for it. Uh, Captain Reese has seven raises, so very clearly the two of you, uh, Lady Mo and Pasha, can act before Captain Reese will do a single damn thing. Lady Mo, Pasha, which one of you has a burning desire to act first? Pasha, would you like to act first? Sure, I'm gonna step in. In right in front, Pasha dashes in front of Voldis as she's trying to pick that sword up. She takes her little crummy patch cloak, throws it on the ground, revealing the big-ass sword on her back, puts her little glove on, and she just wails that sword around at Reese for a slash. Beautiful. That will be one raise. And how much damage does it do? It's my ranks in weaponry, so it's five. Excellent. She will take five wounds. Lady Ma, would you like to act, or do you want to keep continuing to attack, Pasha? Lady Ma is going to survey the environment. There was a pulley system that used uh, that was used to get the bell out of the water, correct? Correct. So Lady Ma is going to trace the rope from where it descends into the water up uh, to the pulley, and it presumably goes off to some side with a uh, dead guy manning it. Um, yes, but it's not being manned at the moment because the creature has started to attack your friends. All right, Lady Ma is uh, going to climb that rope and swing her way over to the base of it. I love it. Very swashbucklery. Yes. Are you putting raises towards uh, capturing the bell? Yes. How many are you putting towards that? Do I get to know how many it needs? It needs seven. Seven? Only seven. That's only half of my raises. Um... So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to spend all seven and uh, Lady Ma slides down. She takes one of the uh, one patch of fur from her coat and zip lines it over the rope and slings down to the base where the crank is. And she kicks the crank and it cranks up, hoisting the bell into the air once more. Lady Ma is going to daring leap as much as she can onto the bell to create some momentum. While doing this, she pulls out a knife from her coat, slices the rope so that the bell flies onto part of the wherever we are. Okay. It is a chain, but I will say that you have a very nice dagger. So it takes a, a couple of swipes, but you do it because you just rolled. You rolled so damn well. You do this. It's like a pro. steel. Um, so yeah, the bell swings down and with a loud clamor falls onto the rocky floor where we are. You have succeeded in putting the bell far away from the creatures and Captain Reese, and probably with the help of an ass at some point, depending on whether or not you all survive, you will easily get that onto the ship. Great. All right, Pasha, you can still act a little bit if you'd like to attack Captain Reese. 
Great. After the slash, Pasha's going to come around um, just with her elbow, an elbow Reese in the face, and that's going to be a bash. Excellent. So one wound, and then she will deal one less wound this round. You crack her in the nose and bust it open. She stammers back, you don't know who you're messing with, brat. Still full grown. As her thorned whip cracks to the one side of you. You can actually still act one more time, I would say, because you've only used two raises out of how many? I had 15 to start, so I have 13 now. Would you? Do you want to hold to let her do something? Or would you like to, because she has to act before Pierre can do anything. I'm going to slash her again, because I can use that again, because I've uh, done a bash in the middle. Yes, you can. So I'm going to come back up for another slash. You come back up and you are able to dance to the side almost. And you're having flashbacks of Voldus teaching you. And you are jumping back and forth away from her mighty blade. And you, you with your tiny stick hitting her in the arm gently. And then it flashes back to this moment. And you carve into her side. And you have dealt enough that she has suffered one dramatic wound. Voldus has a bit of a smile on her face. She's watching this happen. Reese is thrown off to the side and she's quite agitated. Her her left arm is bleeding quite a bit. How many raises does Reese have? Reese has seven. Oh. I'm gonna lunge. Combo strike. Yeah, I'm gonna lunge. How much damage will that lunge do in total? Oh. Because she also cannot mitigate this. No. So it'll be 12 plus 5, so 17. Damn. We just got... <laughs> we just gonna kill this, this Reese outright? She's just a lady. <laughs> A very powerful lady. You've dealt enough to do a second dramatic wound and are carving into the third. As you come in and lunge, you drive your sword deep into her side as she tries to catch you, but you just power through her defenses and just drive it through. And you, again, have a moment of flashback of remembering the perfect way to counter sort of a windmill guard. As Voldus told you, just to strong arm your way through with motivation to drive homeward. And you flash back and the blade is deep within her. And she shoves you back as she's, how dare you? You'll ruin everything. And she is going to actually do a special maneuver called the Motavari Flay. Sounds about right. She takes the whip and she wraps it around your offhand and carves into your flesh with the thorns and whips it back. As this will do two wounds to you, but for the next round, you cannot repost. Fuck. Gotcha. And the bash is taken into account for that? Yep, so you only take one wound. Also, I stole something when... Yeah, you get a hero point, buddy. <laughs> Am I using my weapon to defend an ideal? Yep. I get a hero point. <laughs> and then she's going to use the remainder of her raises, which is six, to lunge into you for a total of eight wounds. As she sort of wraps your one arm and carves into you, into your thigh with her blade and draws it back out and a bit of your blood begins to splat and you hear Voldus cry, No! Oh, you care for this child, Captain? I will bleed her in front of you until each drop is out of her wretched body. Yeah, don't worry. I got shot by a kid a while ago, so, you know, this isn't that bad still. Cut to Beer, who has vaulted onto Chonky. You know that portrait of Napoleon rearing back on his horse? This is pure on Chonky, rearing back in the in the soft snowfall, and he says, Back on the farm, we had a saying about varmints. Take care of them when they first pop up, or you'll be taking care of them for the rest of your life. And as I run down two of these hideous blue undead soldiers, expending all four of my raises to splatter them to a fine paste, I am indeed solving a complex problem <laughs> with a simple down-home farm solution. <laughs> so yeah, you get a hero point, friend. Thank you. And you have splattered two of these undead to paste. And that will wipe out everybody's raises for this round. Wait, I still have raises. Oh, how many raises do you have? I still left? have seven. If you choose to improvise, you could perhaps maybe assist in warding off a couple of these creatures. Yes, uh, perchance the next time that uh, Pierre makes his round on Chonky, I will grab the underside of Chonky, grappling onto some of his hair, and pull out what my that same fine steel dagger, and just as I'm going from beneath Chonky, between his legs, just stabbing the necks of all of these undead soldiers. 
spending six raises to uh, hopefully kill two or three. I will say you'll be able to kill two because you're improvising once to jump and vault onto Chonky and another one to attack. So you'll kill two more and drop them down to uh, four. All right. You vault onto the side of Chonky and whip out that beautiful silver dagger and just flip it to reverse grip and just jab into the creatures and sticking the blade into their heads and then using your heel to kick the body off where there's just the head and then you flick the head off and you repeat the process a second time. That's right. Nice. What's going to happen now is Voldus is inspired by the three of you and will take a defensive position for this round and will be using a parry to parry off the onslaught of the other four remaining creatures which have descended upon her where normally she would suffer eight wounds she will only suffer four now we move to the second round of this daring climactic battle and i'm spending two danger points captain reese is quite furious at this and she's going to raise the difficulty to 15 and she's also going to give herself two bonus dice okay so that's 22 dice for her lady maul is going to continue to use her acrobatic skills, but this time, instead of with the intent of stealing, she intends to stab anything and anyone that gets in her way. Beautiful. That sounds like a finesse and weaponry. That's what I thought. Excellent. Give yourself that bonus die, my friend. Um, Pasha notices that there is great skill and, gosh, I can't think of the word, advantage to utilizing Chonky in the fight. And she would like to use wits and weaponry to think of a way to utilize Chonky's forward momentum while fighting <laughs> Captain Reese. I love it. Give yourself that bonus die for this new approach. Pierre. Chonky and I have a deep connection. And perhaps it's the sheer size and supernatural qualities of Chonky, but I feel as though I may be able to inspire him with, with a mere panache and empathy. Inspire him to feats of... Great destructive power. I love it. That sounds like panache and ride or panache and convince. Panache and ride. Lady Mont climbs up the side of Chonky and says to Pierre, you can do anything if you believe in yourself, you smelly, handsome, sexy, stenchful man. And then Pasha, grabbing onto Chonky's tail, turns to Lady Mont and says, you know what? You can do anything too. You guys both smell different and i like you guys you got it i like the company of this one Uh, here take this dagger and i pull a second less good dagger from my coat and hand it to her this is me giving them each an opportunity by spending a hero point this is me giving her a hero point for an opportunity so or sound, for the bonus dice. All right, so it sounds like some hero points are being passed around for the for the, everybody. So you can each add three dice to your roll. Can I also make an argument that because I'm using Chonky to leap off of in this fight, that it helps that I am small? Yes. Okay. So I will give you a bonus die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for you are small, and he is large. I have three raises and no extra dice. All right. I have nine raises and no extra dice. I have three whole raises. All right. Captain Reese has ten. I have had enough of this ridiculous attempt on my life and everything I have worked for. She drops the whip to the ground and whips out a pistol and aims it at Chonky. (gasps) No! Passionate. (gasps) (laughs) Absolutely not. No one is shooting Chonky on my watch. You see her drop the whip and pull out the pistol, and she's aiming for Chunky's face. And you release your grip and buckle under, and the bullet drives into your gauntlet, just brushing past and dealing one dramatic wound to you. If you won't let me kill the beast, perhaps I'll work on the other one. And she is going to fire another pistol as she drops the first one to the ground and takes the other one out of her bandolier and fires it at Voldus who takes a dramatic wound out of the three she can take and drops to one knee. You all stop and see. She puts her one of her hands to her chest. The bullet has gone through her breastplate. I'm not finished yet. And continues to fight off the minions. And that has dropped her down to eight raises. So now, Pasha, you can act. Great. So I'm holding on to Chonky. I picture myself kind of holding on. Yeah, and you just took a whole lot of pain. Yep, with one arm because the other arm I can't hold on with because I just got shot. So as Chonky comes around, 
I have no choice. I must let go of Chonky. I cannot fight and hold on for this arm. So as Chonky comes around, I'm going to get the curvature of the arc just right so that I can let go at the time to do just a swinging slash down at Captain Reese. And that is five wounds? That is five. Awesome. She has taken a third dramatic wound as you carve into her back. She falls down to, to both knees and begins to spit up some blood. And for the first time, you start to hear her start to breathe more desperately. And I will also say I'm at my second dramatic wound, so she will have another two bonus dice. For the next round. Yes. yes. She brushes past you and charges towards Voldus and will lunge to do nine wounds. Oh. Captain Voldus is one wound away from taking a second dramatic wound. As she cuts into her, Voldus grabs her and then takes the wound in, pulls her in, and crosses her across the face, reposting, dealing three wounds back. Voldus can take three dramatic wounds, you said? Yes. So and she's, she's about to take, take her second? Yeah. Okay. But she did three wounds to Reese in reply to that. Is that all you've got, Reese? I'm just getting warmed up, bitch. Now she is out completely out of raises. So Pasha, you can act, or if you want to let one of your companions act, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Chonky knows you almost got shot at. Chonky is going to run down Reese, trampling over Reese, and... Afterwards, just just when you think Chonky's gone past, Chonky's going Do to it. deliver one huge, heavy haunched kick of a back hoof. You're gonna back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna back that ass up. <laughs> this is an ability on a, on a card that Michael <gasps> handed me. Ooh. Chonky has a once per session special ability called Mule Kick that can deal five wounds <laughs> to a nearby enemy. So I'm expending all three of my raises to trample. Okay. And then once I trampled, Chonky is going to bag that ass up. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Captain Reese will do her best to parry this mule kick, so she will mitigate just enough to be one wound away from helpless. <gasps> she puts her sword up, but the kick is so mighty, she falls on her back and is spitting up blood. She's just clawing back up to her feet as I am Captain Reese of the Crimson Rogers. I have worked for years to become a god and you stupid people are not going to ruin this for me, you wretched, broken-minded brats. From Reese's perspective, she sees the ass's ass <laughs> running away, but from just beneath it, Climbing underneath the mule leaps Lady Maw with two daggers in her hands, and she just digs into Reese's head. <laughs> I would like to point out to our readers, this is very similar to that second episode where you did this badass leap into a sea monster. That's very right. similar. You are leaping at a monster, Ooh. and you drive those into her the sides of her neck, and you see the life fall from Reese. And she has a look of fear and sadness as her limbs drop. She has fallen. Oh, I feel a little bad now. No, I don't think you should. Nice job. Thanks. Hey, um, we should the, probably go. The creatures completely collapse. Suddenly, you hear a laughter. <laughs> and a soft applause echoes through the cave. A puff of black smoke erupts from the center pool, and out comes a tall, hunched creature of black with a massive cap and a gaunt, bony face with a wretchedly long black beard. I find this so intriguing. Here I thought I'd be collecting the soul of Voldus, but it appears, Lady Reese, your ambition made an ass of you. <laughs> and he drives his bony hand into the core of Reese, and you see his hand disappear into her chest, and he yanks out a bright blue ethereal mat like form, like a bag in the wind. He hoists it over his head, opens his mouth, and you hear the crack of bones snappish his mouth elongates. Yeah, now I feel a little bad, actually. She has given me many innocent souls. Weep not for the wicked child. And he looks to the three of you and then to Voldus. It appears 
our contract has been null and void. Until next time, mortals. <laughs> and he slowly drifts back into a form of black smoke and into the water. And is gone. Oh, thank God. I thought there was going to be some phase two battle. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Foldis struggles to get to her feet. I sort of imagine Pasha like hooks one of, under one of her arms and helps her up. Yeah, I still got eight raises, so I'm happy to heal her up. And... Absolutely. We'll say she looks to you. You've gotten pretty fierce with that sword, child. I'm proud of you. Oh, hey, thanks. Proud of all of you. She lumbers over to Chonky. And you, you brave, brave creature, you. Say his name. Chonky. She says it with vigor. Chonky. I told you Chonky would make you proud. And you were right, Pierre. Let's go home. And um yeah um that sounds great but we've um kind of accidentally unleashed a giant beast that maybe oh my we goodness, need, you're right. yeah you well, know let's get let's hurry move 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 yeah. move move I, I I'm sorry I was overwhelmed with the sense of victory over a long hated rival I apologize and you take the bell and put it in some sort of way to be dragged by Chunky and you load up to the Iron Jack and as you're sailing out back towards Eskio you see out in the distance. These massive tentacles whipping into the ground where there's several ships and explosions going off. A look of horror is on Voldis' face. My God, he killed her, but nothing will stop that beast. She looks to the three of you. I'm so sorry for your friends, but at least Luca stayed behind on Eskio. Yeah, definitely not. What are you talking about? Talking about, I... You're telling me that a 12-year-old child is on one of those ships? Yeah, also I made her the captain of it. You, you what? I realize now I might have made a bad judgment call. She probably wasn't old enough to captain a ship, but I just gave it to her. We have to move quickly. And the ship picks up speed as you go sailing towards this catastrophe at sea. I'd like to drink that bile and I'd like to destroy that tentacle that's got little Goonty on it. All right. You're going to have to use a lot of strength to get over there. So it sounds like a, what sort of approach you want to do for this? If I spend a perfect balance hero point, is it viable that I could athletics and brawn it to yeet myself over there? Sure. Oh, we have a harpoon gun. You also have a harpoon gun. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saving that hero <laughs> point. For I, I can use the harpoon gun because I have, uh, I get an, I get a bonus die. For dead eye. All right. Harpoon gun me onto that ship, and I will take care of that fucking tentacle and save Gunty Jr. Very well. Assuming I don't become a horrifying monster that is then another problem for you to handle later on. Great. Can I harpoon aiming for the tentacle with him on it? Or is that too badass? Is that too (laughs) badass? Is that too badass? This is 7th C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You can, I will say, finesse and aim to fire that harpoon gun. And as soon as it lands, you could, and I can, I can see that there's a crab that's going to try to go across it. Crunty. Aldemaris, what do you plan to do? After the harpoon gun is shot, I'm going to try to tightrope walk across it as carefully as I possibly can to try and get the child and help out with that. That sounds like a finesse in athletics, maybe? Well, if I'm tightrope walking... Tell me how you do doing performance. <laughs> if he... Um, tightrope walking and as he's doing it almost in a show-offish manner acting as though he's losing his balance while he is keeping as straight as he can so i feel as though you've trained yourself to the point where you have to look like you're in trouble just to make sure you do it effortlessly yes you know what do it great i had seven die and i can i only got two raises that's how poorly i rolled oh boy well thankfully you only need one to successfully Shoot. Boon. Yeah. Great. And I'm not giving you any of my danger points. It's almost like you're afraid of giving a giant sea creature a danger point. Yeah, no. <laughs> Luca's, Luca's real excited uh, by the Kraken. She's like delighted to be in a Kraken fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, this is really all she's wanted. Uh, Petraea is like, I don't want to make this more difficult. <laughs> I know the other Conflict three players Conflict between character here. and the player. Yeah, yeah. I know the other three players in the other scenario are going to fuck things up, so. They've clearly already <laughs> fucked things up. We were not supposed to meet the Kraken. Yeah. Michael intended for us to meet the Kraken the entire time. So how many raises do you have, Aldemaris? I got six. Nice. 
I got six. I have a bonus die. And Michael, I love you. Fuck you. You're not getting it. <laughs> Very well. All right. Gunter or, uh, well, actually, you might want to defer to let Luca fire the harpoon gun first before you oh, You both have to act your plan. Luca, fire the harpoon gun. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, fire the harpoon gun first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> before you imbibe the monster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Luca is tired of her dumbass crew fucking shit up. So she mans the harpoon gun. You shove whatever sailor you got there. Maybe his name's Fred or something. Yeah. You don't even know. Some new guy. And you fire. Just at the tentacle. At the tentacle. Yeah. that's Is that one raise or two? That is one raise. Okay. Do I hit the tentacle? Oh, you hit the tentacle. It does a singular wound. It doesn't seem to react at all. Two. Oh, two? Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Thank you for reminding me. It does two. Still doesn't really react to it. Well, since I have aim, can I pull out my pistol and shoot it? <laughs> Why not? How right. many ranks do you have in aim? I have two in aim, but I also have dead eye. Okay. I will say if you fire, you'll do an additional three wounds to it. All right. Because I'm... you have a very special little pistol there. Yeah. I fire my pistol. You fire your pistol and the crew the crew seems to be inspired by your barbaric heroism. Was Gunter allowed to be on the harpoon when it fired since she was so good at aiming? Is that a little too badass? <laughs> so Gunter Michael what? is giving us the whoa Gunter no 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 I'm, I'm encouraging little, it Gunter yeah. hooked his little crab claws onto that harpoon and as it went he spun 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 around increasing its velocity not increasing damage but increasing the goddamn spectacle of it all and you recoil for a moment and use your cra- crab appendages to keep clung on to this massive tentacle I crunching the it. ship. I pull out my little crab claw that has my potion cupped in it and I imbibe that fucking monstrous thing, gaining myself destructive. One more corruption. And I need you to roll that corruption. <sighs> Please die. don't become two or a one. Don't become a goddamn monster. I, that's all I beg. A seven. Seven. It looked like a two, but it's a seven. Yeah. We're good. We're good. So now, please describe the magical girl transformation sequence. I'm already a crab. So this is what happens. As you are imbibing in this, suddenly one of your arms begins to grow in massive size. Larger and larger and feeling like a, a king crab. Yeah. You have, or like more like a hermit crab, I guess, where they have one massive claw and one very big, tiny claw. claw. The other one big, shrinks a you little. You have a very big, meaty claw. Can I say it gets suction cups too? They don't have to be functional. It's no, just they're just, de- they're little, yeah, little spores of them are on yeah. it. And it's pretty heavy, but you feel so strong. And for a moment, you feel as though there was something warping your brain just to start wrath thrashing left and right with wanton madness but you you shake it off because you see a visage of that child in the crate and it keeps you focused and keeps you gunter you got a big meaty claw what do you want to do with it Uh, oh yeah (laughs) you better make use of that big meaty claw big old ganty i was waiting for him to show up again but also dreading it is he in front of me Oh, yeah, I'm right here, baby. Oh, yeah. Gunter, with he all, him. <laughs> all the willpower Gunter can muster, he yanks his head over to the side and begs Mr. North to go follow Voldemaris and save this poor, poor child whenever Voldemaris makes his way over here. So we'll say, would you like to let Voldemaris act first before you try to destroy this tentacle? Yeah, because I might blow up the ship. Yeah. So Voldemaris, you got seven raises, correct? I got six. Six raises. Yes. It will take 10, but with if you were to throw all six in, you could safely get across the rope and get down to where the boy is in the crate before the harpoon gun is, pro- before the harpoon may be severed from the destroyed tentacle. How far away is the crate from the tentacle? It's if- in the similar area that the other crate was in the lower deck where they sort of keep some of the storage and the food. Okay, great. I will go to the crate then. Excellent. You're going to spend all your raises on that? Yes. You trepidatiously travel across you see Gunter's form change, and you see this giant meaty claw. Freaks you out a little bit, but after living with Mr. North for as long as you have it, seems pretty normal to you. And you are fixated on saving that child and make your way below deck. How many raises you got, buddy? I got six. What is the distance to the center of this creature? It's about maybe 60, 70 feet down. You mean like where the eye and the beak are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty far down there. It's a very lazy crack at its thing. It's keeping its vulnerable parts down there while the tentacles are whipping around. Mm-hmm. Yes or no, for six raises and a hero point, can I start making my journey down there, saving the big meaty claw? I like this. All right. You want to spend six to swim your way down there? I want to spend six to... I would like to climb my way down there. 
So remaining on this undulating thing, using my hero point of perfect balance to not get thrown off of it. I love this. So yes, I will let you do that. Great. I am maintaining the claw in the the big meaty claw in the air and using my tiny adept claw to rock climb my way down this Kraken's uh, arm. Excellent. I will let you do that. Those giant tentacles are ripping these ships apart in the distance. What would my heroes like to do? There are four races left to save that child and there's a nasty monster down there and there's a, another nasty monster on its way down to say hello. Remind me the monstrous quality that Heinrich would get me. You told me off pod. Regenerating, which would recover one wound, one regular wound, not a dramatic wound, one regular wound per round. Great. I'm continuing. You see Gunter go down that arm and you know he's just going to keep on going. I'm going straight to that child. This time I'm going to have to tell you finesse and athletics. Yeah, no, that's fair. I've given you perform twice. Can I do, use resolve in athletics since I am powering through this? Yes, that Great. sounds good for you. Luca, a tentacle is crunching that ship. I I want to deal some wounds to that tentacle. I, yeah, I just want to, as quickly as possible, shoot another... I want to get another cannon at that tentacle is what I want to do, uh, which means I'm going to have to threaten or convince my crew members... I will say convince. Convince. Convince my crew members. To spur them to help. Yeah. That sounds like panache and convince. Panache and convince. Have I done panache and convince yet? No, you have not. Great. Valdemaris, I'm going to pass you this. Do not show this to your allies. It is a small piece of paper that says, Mr. North has an offer. Inside, you will see an offer he's willing to make with the request he demands. I do like the way this plays out, that we don't get to fucking know. It's horrifying because he's a chaos demon and you are throwing more uh, fucking gasoline onto the fire. And you could take a moment to look at that. How many raises do you have? I got six raises. During this the, this round, Valdemaris, you can tell me whether or not you'd like to accept the offer and then I'll let you role play it out. I do have four raises just so you know as well. Excellent. I have six raises, which Excellent. is enough to load a cannon and fire. Awesome. Do you want to immediately do that? Yeah, I absolutely do. Excellent. You open fire on that tentacle it takes five wounds, which then gives it a dramatic wound and therefore will be stunned for this round before it could damage the ship any further, which it definitely crunched the back end of the ship. What kind of raises I got to spend to get closer to that eye? I will say five will get you down to where the eye is. Great. You going to spend five to get there? I'm going to spend five to keep yeeting myself all the way down there. And I have made my way down the tentacle arm up to the eye. I would like to, for now, place myself just beside the eye. I imagine it's a big end, but it's not. For, it's depth perception is probably not great. No, it's def- definitely not great. And it's not paying attention to you right now. Do I recognize the name that was given to me? No. Cool. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Actually, we'll say that Mr. North whispered this in your ear because okay. this is the first time he's given you a major offer. Oh, yes. Fuck. And oh, this. Fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Oh, he said yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you run over and save that little child, oh, I'll make my way oh so daintily over that nice little kraken. I like how he says it's little and he's like one millionth the size of it. Yeah, and I'm just going to put all my hands on that big boy, and I'm going to freeze him. Oh, I'm going to freeze him for so long that you're going to be able to run away. Clutched to his back, you see Valdemaris resolute as he's climbing his way back on the rope back to the fuckbringer, as Luca has been able to garner as many cannons as she could to one side begins firing and firing at the creature. Chunks of this this creature's body of the tentacle are falling into the sea. Gunther, you see this giant eye, the size of a small pool, just looking upward, darting back and forth. Valdemaris, you make your way to the fuckbringer. You look to Mr. North. Mr. North gives you a mischievous smile, and he dives deep into the water. Reminder that Gunther's got ghost eyes. Yeah. You see this little blue light jettison down into the water, and then... You could probably describe this a little better. How does he land on the center eye of this creature? How does Mr. North do it? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know I'm doing the breaststroke to get down to him. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, and I'm just swimming along. Oh, I hit that. Uh, oh, baby, I'm rubbing that uh, every which way I can. You're rubbing your ass on it? What are you He's doing? He's like, I, I got to see him like doing the thing that like dogs do when they rub their ass oh, and walk yeah. <laughs> all over its eye. Oh, yeah, doing that. Doing that. Uh, you see Mr. North doing crawl. this. And suddenly, where Mr. North grinds across its eye, bright blue ice begins to travel up not just the eye, but travels up each and every tentacle of the creature. It's like almost Disney-esque as the ice travels beautifully like tendrils surrounding these tentacles. Frozen fractal. And yes, into large, massive frozen fractals. And then you sort of see a look of fear in this creature's form because now it sees you with this big... Meaty claw. claw. And it appears to be frozen solid. All the way through every tentacle. Mm-hmm. Gunter, with his final rays, wants to take his big meaty claw, shove it through Mr. North's non-corporeal asshole. <laughs> it- oh, yeah. And in... In, in, into the eye of that thing, reaching as far deep into that jelly as I can go. I'm talking brains if I can get there, but as far deep as I can go. And then with a big Thanos snap of that meaty claw, I want to use my monstrous quality to cause as much damage to the center of this frozen behemoth as possible. As you drive your claw into the creature and snap, cracks surround the eye and then the cracks travel up the tentacles. Luca, you just see this thing become frozen solid and then you're firing at it and it just falls into the water and floats. And in the distance, you see the tentacles slowly become bright blue and stop and then crack and like a massive set of icebergs fall to pieces. All underscored by Frozen's let it go. I was really hoping to get like a little bit of tentacle just for my... (gasps) A crushing Captain Talbot to the ground a piece of the tentacle lands on like one of the little flipper ends. Let it go! Amazing! (laughs) Oh my God. I'm going to call it Harry. And with the shattered remains of the Kraken floating above water, the fleet of the Iron Daughters, led by the Iron Jack and the Fuckbringer, circle around the the wreckage of the ships and assist in saving as many lives as they can. They, of course, apprehend almost all of the company ships and send away the wounded Captain Talbot and whatever foolish sailors were with him on their way on rowboats to the other side, to Rurik, the other side of Grumfather Bay, to probably find some sort of sanctuary as they didn't really help too much at all, did they? I mean, I kind of feel like we got a... Captain Talbot's like trafficking children. Are we like not going to address this situation right now? I'm very upset. Yeah, we murdered a abominable sea monster, but I think the real monster was man all along. As it comes through a series of interrogations on one of the ships, it is confirmed that Talbot had no knowledge of the trafficking. It was just put as the front man to take the heat. And some of the other gentlemen that were with him knew of this and were simply using him as a puppet. He looks to you and gives a bow of nodding and humiliation as he sails away on the longboats with the other sailors. I'm just saying you were in a position of power and children were in cages. And I feel like, Sorry, I didn't know you know, there ought to be some kind of retribution because even if you didn't specifically order the children in cages, it was part of your whole administration. I will speak to my God. superiors. I will I will promise you I will speak to I will speak to my superiors. Apologies. Yeah, well, even if they get put in jail, they're not going to make it. <laughs> okay, we have to cut that. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh. We're leaving it in. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to later that evening. The Iron Daughters and Eskio have all made port, and the war room has changed to a feasting room. As more long tables have been brought out, there's some fresh seafood and roasted meats and vegetables and fruit. Anything that your hearts desire are at this feast. You are each given a massive flagon of drink. Involvedus at the head of the table, wounded and patched, but patched up by Pasha. And Chonky, brave Chonky, has a trough where he can sort of bet, duck his head in through a window to just dig into some slops. Volda stands up and everyone's silent. My friends, 
This marks a wonderful day in Thayan history, where horrible creatures were put to justice and some good in this world was brought to light. I'll have you all know, we rescued over 30 children aboard these ships, and we saved the lives of so many. Misguided they may be, but we saved so many lives and put to rest a horrible, horrible artifact. As you see outside, the remnants of the spell have been shattered quickly. I would like to raise a toast to these stubborn but brave friends of mine that I now call family. Thank you. And each hero will have a moment to sort of acknowledge this gratitude, starting with Valdemaris. Valdemaris stands up and solemnly looks at her in the eyes and puts out her hand to shake it. She grasps it firmly and hugs you, and she whispers in your ear, I'm so proud of you. Valdemaris grips a little bit tighter and then lets her go, tears in his eyes. She looks to Luca. Luca stands up, grabbing the large tankard of ale from the person sitting next to her because they were not serving her alcohol. No, no, no. I'm so sorry, Luca. Tonight, just this once, you can have one. You know it's not just this once, right? I I do this all the time. Oh, I'm fully aware. Every opportunity. Absolutely. Okay, great. Now that we have that done, she lifts up the ale, she downs it, and she says, thank God I gotta see the Kraken. And uh, at the back of the room on some wire right now is the tentacle that fell aboard the ship. Yeah, you let it thaw out. Yeah. And it's just sort of dangling there. Yeah. And there's a dead seagull sitting on top of it. (sighs) Boris and Harry together forever. Your courage and blind fury in the sight of things unspeakable will never cease to amaze me, child. Yeah, now I have to go to Vodace and murder some people who put my parents in a basement. We'll talk about that in the morning. Pierre. Pierre is pretty deep in his cups at this point. He's seated between Pasha and Lady Ma, both of whom he has his large arms around. And he struggles as he gets up from the table to raise a glass that splashes a little. And with tears in his eyes, he says, My friends, oh, my friends, don't ask me what your sacrifice was for. (laughs) And he knocks back another tankard of ale. Well spake once again, you beautiful farmer. Gunter. Gunter is debuting his newest outfit, which is made out of a variety of sea creatures, wearing a hat that is the peak of the Kraken's head. So it's a cute little triangle earmuff situation and is wearing two high heel stilettos made out of zombie crab claws. And the rest of his outfit is just adorned with crab, zombie crab armor sewn with Kraken skin. Yes. For our listeners, after that scene was over, Gunter did revert back to his regular form. He's no longer Krunter. Yes. He's back to Gunter. Or as some of the sailors have called you, the Crab of Justice, reborn. I am the Crab of Justice. Yes, you are. You brave, beautiful, strange boy. Captain Voldus, you saved me once. You saved me yet again. I salute in your honor. And he salutes by pulling up one of his hands, which is encased in a gigantic crab claw and snapping it in a Z formation. <laughs> And bowing in the back. To the crab of justice. The crab of justice. I'm the crab of justice. Hey, Pasha, can crabs get crabs? Oh, you know what? I'll... No. Yes. No, they... no. Yes, they can oh. and they do. And He's itching at his can. crotch. <laughs> He's just itching at his crotch with the giant crab claw. Lady Ma. Lady Ma stands gracefully at her table. She is now uh, donning a new fur that is bejeweled with diamonds and silver and sapphire. And she raises an effervescent shining glass of champagne. And she says, to this grand adventure. Grand it was, and more grand by your presence, my lady. May we not speak of many deeds that we have done, but we will always know that we do carry them with us always. And inside of her clasped hand is three shards of the bell glowing with energy, (laughs) inscribed with magical words. Awesome. And Pasha. Sorry. um, Thank you. Yeah, okay. I I don't need to stand. I'll just stay seated. Everything's fine. Um, Nice work, everyone. Good hustle. Uh, Child, a voice says from the entrance behind you. 
You've grown so tall. I'm full grown, so... As you turn, you see a tall, lanky figure with long, flowing black hair, clad in Usurin traveling armor, black as a raven, with a long saber at his side. Hey, guys, this is kind of like my dad, but he's undead and kind of a lich. I told you about him. Oh, Oh. undead dad lich. Yeah. What now? Pasha stands up and pushes the chair. She stumbles a little bit, but she runs over and gives Kashyyyk a big hug. I'm so proud of you, child. Thanks. I learned about accepting compliments, so thanks. Oh, very good. I know you had such a problem with those years ago. I'm so happy for you. Now, where's the food? Didn't know you ate, but yeah, we got it. And you bring him holding his hand over to Voldis, and they also embrace. And he raises a toast. To the Iron Daughters. To, to the, the Iron, Iron Daughters. Daughters. Yes. And this evening continues with festivity and celebration. All save for one. On the deck of the Iron Jack, a clown has made his way into the captain's break and in a pouch has taken exactly 65 guilders, as he promised he would. He also goes into where Lady Ma has been keeping some of her stash. He digs through a pouch and takes out a piece of parchment. He reads it. It has the insignia of the Atbian Trading Company on it. And he crumples it up and puts it into one of his satchels and disappears into the night. He finds a merchant ship and pays for passage to Avalon. He purchases a cloak and keeps himself covered, removes his makeup for for the time. And after making port in Avalon, and after several days, finds himself in front of a lavish estate. Several people seem to be walking in, and he waits. A portly gentleman comes walking by. Were you standing in front of the estate of President Roquefort? Get on, move it! Before he can take out his cane to strike... Voldemaris pulls out the parchment and gives it to him. And before he can open it up, a woman in the courtyard past the threshold, escorted by two knights. Fleming, what are you to- talking to that vagrant? The president's meeting will be starting soon. Oh, of course, of course. And he tucks it into his pocket. Of course, L- Lady Marguerite, I- my thousand apologies. I will, I will escort you in, may I? You may. There is much to discuss. And the two of them walk into the door. Voldemaris removes his hood. Breathe a sigh of content for satisfying the deed. He looks to Mr. North with the favor satisfied. What does Mr. North say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you gave me favors one and I gave you favors one. Oh, yeah. Some big old favors. And the camera flies upward to the free, boundless blue sky across Thea. And that is the end of this season of 7th Sea of Bits Before Crits. Wow. We really done wow. did it. Yay. We diddly done did it, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you all. To the next adventure. Stay chonky. <laughs> Back that ass up. Back that ass up. Back that ass up. Bye. 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 Are you a pirate or a man of war? Low high, low low, and so we sailed we. Oh, I am not a pirate, but an English man of war. Sailing down along the coast of high Barbary.